Hi, I'm Halle Berry, and I serve the American people. What? The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here, this is the war room. Just a flesh wound. Axe on, hat. Axe off. I know Kung Fu. Yippee-ki-yay, mother I ate his liver with some fava beans. Nice candy. Green, for lack of a better word, is good. Show me the money. I drink your milkshake. The snozzberries taste like snozzberries. How do you like them, Alright, alright, alright. These guys are 11. I'll be back. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. It wasn't the airplanes. It was beauty killed the beast. huge problem is heading our way. An emergency meeting is being called at our usual place immediately. Free bagels. I've made a shocking discovery. I needed to get me in touch with NASA immediately. Well, NASA and I aren't really on speaking terms these days. Well, that'll change. When you tell them that the moon is out of orbit. There's no need to panic. I'm not crazy! Why are they lying about all this? It's too late to stop. You knew all this was happening before NASA. You're the unidentified source? Oh, yes. We're dealing with an intelligent entity. We're planning a mission to attack this thing. I'm asking you for your help. Say yes, Brian. Welcome, everybody, to Pop Ultra. Hi, I'm Scott. I'm Jason. And I'm Monica. Come on, focus. We we just forgot <laughs> ourselves for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and this episode, we are talking about Moonfall, the newest science fiction disaster film from directorial auto extraordinaire Roland Emmerich, director of such beloved classics as Godzilla '98, Independence Day. The Patriot. Could rattle them all off. It'd be fun, but I don't want to do that. Um, I feel like for a good portion of Roland Emmerich's career, what he's done is he's set up a dartboard and he's like, these are my favorite conspiracy theories. And he just hurls a dart and he's like, all right, this time it's 2012. This time it's Area 51. This time it's Shakespeare. Wasn't really Shakespeare. Ah, Hollow Moon. I guess off we go. <laughs> and we get Moonfall. A movie about pretty much what its title suggests. <laughs> <laughs> the Moon is Falling, the chicken little of uh, Roland Emmerich's films. Which yeah, you may as well have called it Chicken Little. <laughs> it's not. Um, it's <laughs> With um, what's his name? Uh, John Bradley playing <laughs> our our uh, British conspiracy theorist Chicken Little. Yeah. <laughs> some, well, there are some good actors in this in this film. 
Patrick Wilson's in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Donald Sutherland's in one bit. <laughs> Michael Penner shows up. Yep. You'll notice huh. I've deliberately left Halle Berry off my list. Hey, we got 2004 Halle Berry. <laughs> Halle Berry doing her best Bill Pullman impersonations. Mm. I, I I don't know how I feel about Halle Berry. Is she good or is she bad? I don't know. She can pull out some good performances. Well, she's won an Oscar, but she's also not very good in most things that I've seen her in. Also, you know, you can't trust the Oscars no more. Yeah, true. No. It doesn't really matter anymore. Mm-mm. But she won it. No, no, but she won an Oscar like a while ago. Uh, for Monsters, Monsters Ball. Monsters yeah. Ball. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I think she's in so many. How would I flat roles that there's nothing really to judge her on. Uh, I mean, really, X Men lacks the material to. Mm. Oh, X Men is pretty good. Yeah, but she's the least notable yeah. hero in it. It's <laughs> Her power is forgettableness. <laughs> yeah, you anyway. won't remember that she was there. That's right. Yep. Anyway, the moon <laughs> is falling and it's up to our ragtag bunch of heroes to get up there and, and sort it out American style. Look, if I was to sum this thing up, it's a mess of a film that's unashamedly based around the skeleton of Independence Day, as in the Independence Day script, and um, is as hollow as the super-structured moon that it's talking about. It is all those things, but also give me three of them and I will watch them. (laughs) (laughs) I had had such a good time because I just embraced the dumb and I was like, it's the it's, acting's bad, but it looks great. And oh, some of that time. <laughs> some of that dialogue. Poor Patrick Wilson chewing. He's running through such memorable lines as "Don't you die on me." <laughs> yeah, oh. I think there's there's bad films that I can enjoy, and I'll enjoy them for their atrocious attempt at things, but. I think they don't try to be more than they are. And this is trying to be more than it is. I don't think this is tongue in cheek. I think it's an attempt at actually doing something <laughs> that's sincerity. quite epic. <laughs> Which for me just kills it. I just sort of go, oh, it's okay if it's tongue in cheek and I can go with the badness, but far out. This re- and especially, you know, it, I was waiting for. Um, the robot from Big Hero Six to appear, and with all the little nanobots, and mm. <laughs> just sort of taking from so many different things, and the the weird character that was sort of like Nick Frost, but not Nick Frost, and <laughs> it's you mean John Bradley's character. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It's like obviously of... Nick Frost wasn't available, so they were like, "Oh, he he such <laughs> never said a Game of Thrones," and he was like, "He'll do." <laughs> And that said, I feel like he was the only person in the movie really giving it a crack. Well, he's the only one I remember. That's that's <laughs> the, the indicator. I'm sort of going, yeah, that was sort of weirdly like a Nick Frosty type character. And mm. um, I think it was the one that sort of brought everything together. So we sort of sympathized with him. 
ultimately and the rest it was just they were just cardboard cutouts you know basically just patrick Wilson them on the, yeah. being his best like <laughs> macho tough guy performance yeah which isn't great it's the best <laughs> look it's not his wheelhouse <laughs> he's 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 a phenomenal actor but this is obviously oh. out of his comforts <laughs> Oh, you could tell. You could tell. Look, it, it sort of started okay. I was sort of intrigued at the beginning, but it, I just couldn't. It, it didn't grab me enough to really invest anything, in, even in that let's enjoy the badness of it. You know, I, I sort of, I could do it with 2012 more than I could with this film, as an example. Tom Cusack's just so relatable. <laughs> and maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. I don't know. But it was sort of, it was also the absurdity had a more consistent feel to it than this one, if you get what I mean. It's, um, oh, 2012 is nuts. Mm. And, and like maintains its nutsness. Yeah. When you've got like Woody Harrelson and stuff running around being nuts. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. It sort of, it, it was over the top, con consistently over the top is probably the better way of describing that one. Whereas this one was sort of, waxing and waning between trying to be earnest about things and then all of a sudden being really oh, wacky and to it, like donald sutherland shooting himself in the self, uh, yeah. in nasa's secret basement to um <laughs> i've got a very important appointment oh god <laughs> oh god i was surprised he didn't hear the gunshot in it to be honest it was like that but um yeah yeah what a, what a waste of um Donald Sutherland's talent really and a lot of people's talent in this movie but I guess I was full on board with it and last bit and you know spoiler alert it is revealed that it is humanity that has created the earth as this mega structure <laughs> as if we are the most wondrous things in the earth I'm like we kill most things that we live on <laughs> so that we, checks <laughs> we are our own aliens our own creators and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> you've yeah. ruined it. It also leads to that sort of 2001-ish approach to things. And I think that's mm. where yeah. it really did make me want to vomit. It was, you're not that sort of film. You, it's not <laughs> it's not deep sci-fi here. This is popcorn plus with a bit of candy wrapped around it. And it's not, it, the moment it went there, I was sort of going, nah, this is, you're trying to do too, too many much. things yeah <laughs> i mean i appreciate no, the, no, the sort of visuals of it I, I appreciated it and i sort of went yeah that's nice but it's just in the wrong place and weirdly talking about the visuals the beginning of it the special effects seemed like they were from some really budget film i don't know whether you noticed that with the floods and Oh, coming the, into the, the towns. It, it, it's I, I think it's definitely on the how much how much did this cost it cost 140 million yeah, that's all in the space like stuff. Um, yeah. It feels like uh, it, it, compared to Roland Emmerich's usual fare, it felt hmm. surprisingly um, cheap. Yeah, but also, well, mainly the Earth part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But also um, restrained. Well, yeah, for the disaster parts, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That, like, that's like, where I was. When I go into a Roland Emmerich film, I'm kind of expecting like it's gonna get fucked up and it, it kind of um it, it 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 was like oh yeah 
<laughs> they really were like, we're making Star Wars. We're going to fight inside the moon. And I was waiting for like, that's no moon. It's a space station. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was waiting for some lines from Independence Day because essentially he sent this crew inside it and mm. inside the mothership. And it's exactly Welcome the same to sort of thing. Earth. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was really curious that special effects part. Like it was at the beginning, it was actually really bad. Mm. I, I just, I'm, I'm assuming that they he just didn't get the budget he normally got. Well, that's still not like no money, 140 million, but it is backed by a lot of inter, uh, independent and a lot of Chinese investors. Okay. Which I assume is why that one Chinese character was running around in the film for no real reason. <laughs> yeah. My wife made up a whole subplot where um she was Halle Berry's character separated from her husband because she's having an affair with the um the woman looking after her children. <laughs> <laughs> I would 100% watch that movie. <laughs> just, just to give her a reason for existing in the film. <laughs> <laughs> also to um, save Patrick Wilson's son, whose legs should have been crushed when he got hit by that tree towards the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, God. And it's like literally from the... the uh, there must be like a, a bad guide floating around in Hollywood where they're making a, one of these disaster movies. It's like the hero is macho, separated from his wife, uh, has to prove himself to his ex-wife in order to win the love of his children back while her uh, new partner suffers horribly <laughs> at the hands of some disaster. Yeah, poor Michael Pena. <laughs> yeah, he, he was underused as well. It was uh, another one. He was just, like, painted as unlikable, I guess, would he... Yeah, but in that superficial way of you know, yeah, it was redeeming at the end, but it yeah, it doesn't feel genuine. And I think a, a lot of these films tend to suffer from the fact that you do you do have a lot of characters, and mm. Then mm. there's no real sense of depth to them, which is one of the problems. Yeah, like if you have a look at um. Halle Berry's character, her ex-wife Doug, who's in the military, he's more of a um, plot device so you can see things going on within the war room and, you know, to deliver the God help you and God help us all line. So <laughs> I've never seen a human being who looked more like a Muppet, though. <laughs> his, his squinty eyebrows and, like, big chin and nose. Like, he just looked like a puppet. I was like, what's wrong with the guy? I can't help but feel that this film would be a million times better if it was performed by Muppets. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Could you, Every could you imagine <laughs> Kermit the Frog is playing Patrick Wilson's Patrick role. Wilson's. Kermit the Frog singing uh, Bless the Rain. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I think if you like your C grade films, you'll probably enjoy it. So, Monica, you obviously uh, like your C grade uh, films. I had so much fun. <laughs> I was, 
I was loud. Like, I, I reached a point with some of the dialogue towards the end, especially from how various characters seem to get the short end of the stick with every dialogue exchange. I was yeah. like audibly groaning. <laughs> and there was getting... one no there was like a, a, an older couple behind me and every now and then the dude was just like fuck what <laughs> and then his, his like girlfriend every now and then was like, <laughs> like laughing at how bad some of the dialogue because it was like some of it was shocking that was me i was laughing at the bad dialogue and like <laughs> slapping my poor boyfriend's leg at the same time being like you have to listen are you listening to this crap great we're making we... sure he's awake and suffering well, yeah that was... what are we gonna do <laughs> we had a wonderful afternoon <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's a what the, what do they what do they call it it was a it was a gravity wave <laughs> yeah that's what? oh don't get me into the physics and things oh geez. i think <laughs> I think if you do these things, you don't set it up so that it just subverts itself and works against itself as well. It's sort of like there was so much contradiction in what's going on in that action, like the great gravity waves and what could happen, that I think that made it even more senseless when you're watching that action. So... I don't think it's, it's not so much the laws of physics, but the suggestion of physics. <laughs> well, no, no, like I can, I can accept that, you know, you change the laws of something, but there's got to be some sort of consistency behind it, whereas there was none whatsoever. This was just Jumping like, oh, then... let's make this do this for now and let's do that. Oh, why don't we try that? The two guys <laughs> legging it from the space station to get to the hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like in Super Mario. <laughs> and then they died. And then yeah. they died. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, MVP of the movie, um, the pet cat Fuzz Aldrin. <laughs> Fuzz Aldrin. Fuzz Aldrin. I was like, no, that's terrible. Someone writing the script was like, this is the best joke I've ever come up with. <laughs> Someone was extremely pleased with themselves that day. Look, <laughs> uh, like... Uh, there were moments where I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool, but like not enough that I had a really good time. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I I don't want to say my expectations were too high because that's not true. <laughs> that's not the case. <laughs> no, I didn't have high expectations, but I sort of expected a spectacle that wasn't grinding to watch the moon crusting all over the earth (laughs) i personally look forward to the sequel to this film um moonfall harder (laughs) (laughs) moonfall down (laughs) well i don't want to be the bearer of bad news but uh 32 million dollars at the box office on a budget of 140 million dollars um it might not be getting that sequel oh yeah that's Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> I'm still waiting on uh, Independence Day 3. Aren't we all? <laughs> uh, what? They're doing another one. Well, uh, Independence Day 2 ended on a cliffhanger. So, I, you know, I, oh, I didn't even it. remember the cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, Independence <laughs> Day works. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't mind the Independence. I like I, I like the first one and I, I didn't mind the second one. It was sort of one of those ones where I was a bit surprised with low expectations. Um 
but I, I'm sort of surprised that they're going to do a third. I don't know if they are. I'm just I'm just yeah. saying what I what I want. But we got you know the Hollow Moon <laughs> instead. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. It is underperformed at the box office. No, I think it performed exactly as it was supposed to. <laughs> yeah, so apparently they were going to film... They are apparently going to film 2 and 3, Moonfall 2 and 3 back-to-back if this film was uh, successful. But no. <laughs> That's well, a big and we even like the Terminator <laughs> AI it, to list the <laughs> films that this ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much I wanted to talk about and so much that I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does show how memorable it is. Mm. There you go. Josh Gad was meant to play the uh, other role. Oh. The conspiracy theorist role. Mm. Well, they upgraded with Jonathan Bradley. <laughs> I think so. Thing. You're not a fan of uh, Josh Gad? No. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not. I don't think even Josh Gad's a fan of Josh Gad. <laughs> oh, wow. <well. laughs> I bet you he doesn't know who I am, so what does it matter? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> no, uh, they look similar. <laughs> They do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> oh, he obviously had a type in mind. He wanted the 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 fat bumbling conspiracy theorist. Yeah. <laughs> Moonfall. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any words for this because it's just not worth it. <laughs> if you not... if you're if you were sitting out there waiting for validation that the moon is indeed hollow, and this move will make you feel seen, I'm sure. Hey, conspiracy theorists are people too. True. I'm sure all that yeah. Shakespeare nuts loved uh, Anonymous. <laughs> I mean, Moonfall. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... I, for me, it's just one of those ones which I would have been glad not to have seen it. <laughs> or paid for the tickets. <laughs> Would have rather seen it for free. Yeah, but my kids loved it. There you go. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think Roland Emmerich knows his audience. Mm. I don't think Godzilla was made for anyone above the age of 15. <laughs> Not at all. And cool. For people who hadn't seen Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Pop Culture. I've been Scott. I've been Jason. And I'm still Monica. Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto, and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was the trailer for Moonfall, and the song at the end was Dare to Be Stupid by Weird Al Yankovic, which has absolutely nothing to do with Moonfall. It was the only song that popped into my head when trying to think about this movie. If you're enjoying the show, please, I invite you to jump on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please follow us on social media. We're available at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, on Twitter, 
popcultureau and we are on instagram and youtube so please follow the show and let us know what you think of moonfall i'm sure you loved it see you next time Then forget